Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Our Father, who's in heaven, we honor your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give Give us us this this day our our daily bread. bread. And forgive forgive us our trespasses. As we we forgive those who trespass against us. But don't lead us into temptation, but instead deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Would you please pray with me? Oh God, as we continue in this series, looking at the prayer that you gave us to pray, we come to the part about forgiveness. So God, we just open our hearts. And we know that there are people who we need to forgive. But we also know that there are people who we need to ask forgiveness of. So Lord, we pray that as we move through this time together, you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing and acceptable in, in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So that video was from a uh, troupe called Tr- Ted and Company, and, and that was the tail end of one of their skits called The Day After the Sermon on the Mount, which we're familiar with, with the whole teaching of the Sermon on the Mount, and, and the whole idea of this video, I, I wanted to play the whole thing, but it was like 10 minutes long, and I didn't want to do that. But, but the whole idea of the video was that there are some teachings of Jesus that, that we try to memorize, that we try to hold on to, and it's hard to. But then when we come to this prayer, this prayer that, that we have said, most of us had said all of our lives, it, it, it's something that becomes a part of us. It, it's something that, that we hold on to, and there's some confusing things about the prayer. Hopefully, we, we brought that out during the series that, that we, we live and, and we try to move through the confusing nature of this prayer. And, and one has to do with this particular phrase. If we get to the fifth petition of the prayer from Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, and we read it as this in our scriptures, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. But you're saying, Pastor Chris, wait a minute here. Earlier, when we said the Lord's Prayer, we, we said the word trespasses. And maybe you've gone to another place where you've said the prayer and you've said the word 
sins. So, so which is it? Is it trespasses? Is it debts? Is it sins? And the answer is yes. It's all of those. It's all of those because when we take a look in the Aramaic, the way that Jesus would have prayed that prayer, the, the word right there in Aramaic, it, it, it means all of those things. It means debts. It means trespasses. It, it means sins. But when we get to the Greek and to the English, we have all of these different words. It reminds me of an old joke about the Lord's Prayer, that, that, that Calvinists take a look at the prayer, and they would much rather use the word debts because they're, they're more concerned about what they owe than their sin. And, and Episcopalians or, or Anglicans, they used the word trespass because they were landowners, and they didn't want anybody trespassing on their land. But for us followers of Jesus Christ, it is a reminder as uh, Kenneth Bailey in his book, Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes, said, it is important to remember that we are asking for forgiveness for failing to fulfill what God requires of us, which is, which is our debts, and for the failures to do the right thing when they did not act, which is their trespasses. So we remember the debts that we have, those things that, that we do to, to offend God or, or, or to make us farther away from God. But we remember also how we tend to do things that breaks our relationship with one another. And God, through Jesus, is reminding us that forgiveness is a key for us who follow him. See, we don't have to go far beyond the Lord's Prayer to see Jesus expand on the idea of forgiveness. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, just, just a few, two verses after this petition, Jesus reminds us, if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Now, there's a passive-aggressive way that we can take a look at that, saying, well, what God is saying is that if we don't forgive others, there's no way in the world that God would forgive us. But, but that's not what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is not, not saying that if you don't forgive somebody else, I'm not going to forgive you. But what Jesus is saying that if your heart is not willing to open up to forgive someone else, how in the world can you allow your heart to be open to receive the forgiveness that God has given you? See, it is easy for us to open up our heart or, or to say that God forgives us all of our sins. But the hard part is actually saying that I am willing to forgive someone else who has offended me. I am willing to forgive someone else because I know, I know that that is what God requires of me. To take the opportunity and, and, and to let something go. 
But how many times do we do that? How, how, how many times are we really supposed to, to forgive someone who, for, who, has, who has hurt us? You know, that's a, that's a question that Peter asked Jesus in Matthew chapter 18. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? That's, that's pretty generous, right? If somebody offends me seven times and I forgive them all of that, I'm in the clear. But that eighth time, forget about it. But Jesus goes on and says, I tell you, not seven times, but up to 77 times. Now, my friends, that doesn't mean the 78 one, you're off the hook and you don't have to forgive anymore. No, that, that 77 is a sign of, of eternity. It shows that we continue to forgive over and over and over again because that is what is required of us. Jesus continues in Matthew chapter 18 to, to kind of unpack this, this idea of forgiveness. When he, when he talks about this wealthy landowner who, who has gone away on a trip and he comes back and he starts to settle the accounts, and, and he brings one guy up who owes him, I think, roughly about $600, which, you know, I, I don't have $600 in my pocket. It'd be kind of hard, but I would have to scrounge around to make sure that I had $600. And, and the guy begs for forgiveness. Please, 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 don't. Please, I, I, let, me, let me work on it. I, I, I will get that to you when the master forgives him. Actually, I have that wrong. Let me rewind that. The guy comes and he owes a lot of money. I, I think one of the, the, the uh, commentaries says it's, it's about like a, over a million dollars. That makes a whole lot more sense now. And he, he, he says, please, please forgive me. And the master says, fine, go on your way. And as he is walking along, he sees somebody who owes him maybe like $10. And, and he asks, please, Give me my money. And the guy says, no, I, I just need to go and, and take care of something over here. Then I will give you your money. And the guy ends up throwing him in jail because of the debt that he owed. And Jesus said that once the, the master found out about it, he said, how dare you? I forgave you so much. And when somebody who owed just a little amount to you, you had no mercy. So I will not have mercy on you. See, sometimes we, we, we hold our, our, our debts to each other. We, we hold our sin against each other, things that, that, that may be just a minuscule thing. But when it comes down to, to the sin that we do or, or the things that we leave undone, we expect God just to, to wash that away while we look at somebody next to us and we, we berate them because they don't match up to who we think they should be. So what does that leave us? Well, I, I think the key to this specific, specific petition comes in line with the petition before that. They give us our day, our daily bread. 
and, and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. When we ask God for our daily bread, we, we think of it as what? Daily, right? When we go and ask God to forgive our sins and to forgive those who have sinned against us, that is also a, a daily occurrence. It is something that we must continue to do time after time after time. The act of forgiveness reminds us again, first, who it is that we are accountable to, and that is to our Savior. It reminds us again that we also have a tendency each and every day to do something wrong to those around us. And when we pray this prayer daily, we are reminded that we must ask God to pick up the broken pieces of our lives and restore them to the joy of His salvation. Not, not so that we have this warm and, and fuzzy feeling which we get when we are, are able to forgive others or, or when we receive that forgiveness, but it's for Christ's salvation in our lives. And the other important thing to remember about forgiveness is that it involves the community. It involves each and every one of us. And, and my friends, as a church, we must take time to remember our own sins and, and how we may have offended others. But also, we also must remember how there are times that we do not live up to what it is that God is calling us to do. You know, during this past six, seven months, where we have had the sanctuary closed for in-person worship, and we didn't do things like we have wanted to do, it has helped me to, to refocus, and it helped me to see exactly what it is as a church that we should be doing. And it helped me to look and see, you know, maybe we need to repent. Because I know for me, sometimes doing the task and, and, and organizing and, and, and being a part of the physical body of the church, I've forgotten what it is that I was really supposed to be doing. It's so easy as a pastor to, to want to go around and say, hey, look at all of these wonderful things we're doing. Look how many people we have in the sanctuary for worship on Sunday morning. Look at, and, and the list can go on and on and on. But in the quiet moments over the past six months, when it was just me and Tracy and the praise team here in the sanctuary, looking at an empty room. 
it made me think, how many of those people, how many of the people have we gathered together has made a commitment to follow the risen Christ? What did we do? Not to say, look at how grand we are, but, but what have we done to help individuals come and know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? So that's a failure. It, it's a failure of the church in general because we want to be popular. We want to be full. We want to say, look at all of the good things we're doing, but what matters is that we take the opportunity to let people know of the love of Jesus Christ and how they can respond and have that love flowing inside of them. So we repent. But we repent not so that we, we beat ourselves over the head, but we repent so that we may have that joy of Christ, of his salvation in our lives, so we can move forward knowing that we are sharing Christ with one another and with our entire community. It is a reminder, just as C.S. Lewis said, that if I fail to forgive myself, I make myself a higher tribunal than God. Which means that if I cannot forgive what I have done, I'm saying, God, I am, I am bigger than you. And my personal thoughts and feelings are more important than anything that you can say to me. So forgiveness is key. Forgiveness is key so that we can live free. Free from thoughts that we have inside our own minds. Free from the, the chains that, that we, we daily shackle ourselves to. Free to fully live as disciples of Jesus Christ. So, your spiritual practice for today. And if, if you need this, it'll be uh, posted on our uh, Royce City First United Methodist Church prayers and uh, events page. Is that reminder of what C.S. Lewis says. If I fail to forgive myself, I make myself a higher tribunal than God. And then take a moment to pause and think about these words from Paul in Colossians 3, verse 13, where Paul writes, Bear with one another. And forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. So take a moment and breathe in and breathe out the forgiveness that God has graciously given us through Jesus Christ. And when you are doing that, if you have a moment where a wrong comes to mind, offer it to God. If you need to take steps to ask forgiveness from someone, pray for God to give you a way to ask for forgiveness from the person you offended. But if someone has offended you, don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. When you hold in unforgiveness, it, 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 it gnaws inside of you, and it makes you 
just feels so, uh, I think that's the theological term, uh, and then find somebody to talk to, if it's a spouse, if it's a close friend, or even if you need to go to a counselor, go and make an appointment, because my friends, holding in unforgiveness can kill you. Take the opportunity to bring it to light so darkness doesn't have power over it or over you anymore. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins. Just as we forgive those who sin who trespass, or who are our debtors. What a beautiful prayer to pray. Let us pray. Oh God, forgiveness is key. And Lord, sometimes it's, it's hard to remember that. It's hard to take time to pause, take time to Allow your word in us to fill that. God, you've given us an example of forgiveness. As Jesus hung on the cross for our sins, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So, Lord, as we pray for forgiveness, and as we take the opportunity to forgive those who have hurt us, give us grace, give us mercy, and God, fill us with your love. So we pray this in the name of the one who cares for us and loves us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.